calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about unsung American shipwrecks. So grab your life vest. And let's get civical. everybody hello everyone welcome back to let's get civical i am lizzie stewart and i am but a shred of arden wallentowski but a shred of arden wallentowski yes you're you're you've got a muscle tank on you literally are shredding i'm shredding i it is 6 22 in the evening i am still in my workout clothes from approximately 12 hours ago i have not showered I have done many things, and yet I feel so behind. It has been quite a day. So behind. The thing it's is, okay. do you know what? Do you know what you go through a day, and you're like, "Oh my god, I have not accomplished anything." And you look back on the day, and you're like, "Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I have to give yes, myself the credit for all of the things I have done. It's just that the yes. list is so fucking long. Yeah, so long that it just is. It feels so insurmountable. And you know what? It's going to get done and it's all going to be fine. It's all going to be fine. And eventually I will shower. And I will not smell like this. <laughs> you are going to shower. We're all going to shower. We're all going to at shower some at point, some point. We're all going to shower. Yeah. And, I, and that's what I want our listeners yeah. to really lean into. Yeah. It's like no matter what happens, at some point, mm-hmm. you're going to shower. You're going to shower. You will not always smell like this. And just be grateful you cannot smell me right now because it's not great. 
It's you not know great. what? I feel grateful that I can't smell I, you. You should be. You should be. <laughs> um, I don't know how to segue this episode because once again, you are um leaving me in the absolute dark. Yeah. And have decided to surprise me, give me the gift mm-hmm. of not knowing what we're going to talk about. So uh, send it to me. Do, I, oh, oh, can I guess? You can guess. Here's what I'll say about it. Um, okay. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous about it. Oh, God. I'm a little oh, nervous about it. Oh, God. I know. It's not about the submarine, is it? No. It's not. It no. is? No. Is it? No. <laughs> it's not about the submarine. I can't tell if you're lying or not. It's not about the submarine. Okay. It's not about the submarine. What else could be too soon? Huh. Is it related to pride? <laughs> no. No. Is it related to a world war? No. Okay. You get, you get one more you get one more guess. Oh. Okay, what could it possibly be? Um too soon. Somebody died that I don't know about? No. Is it somebody who just recently passed? No. Oh, dang. Okay, send it to me. Okay. I'm out of I'm out of okay. options. Okay. Oh gosh, now you got me all nervous. What are we about to Are we about to get canceled on this? <laughs> have you have you gone Joe Rogan on me? <laughs> I was, well, also, okay, you'll see in approximately two seconds. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm like, this is, oh, God. this could be a little bit too much. <laughs> so, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I mean. It's not about the submarine, but it's not not about the not submarine. About, to be clear, this is not about the submarine. The submarine that we learned literally but hours ago. Yeah. We're not getting imploded. back. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, to me, best worst case scenario. Right. For that group. Yeah. Um, but this, <laughs> so today's episode <laughs> is on, you're out of your mind. She's titled this <laughs> Unsung American Shipwrecks. <laughs> Unsung. Shipwrecks that haven't had their day in the sun. <laughs> I told you it was a rough day. And I, I get I get that my rough day this is, is for you. is not nearly as bad as the rough day of the people actually a on a shipwreck or literally in the submarine. Totally. Totally. I get that. Totally. I Look, get that. I we just... are in our shipwreck era. And we've said that yes. from the beginning. Yes. We've said this way before the submarine thing. And also, I wouldn't consider, and I don't think, and maybe this is controversial, to me, the submarine is not a shipwreck. No. The submarine was going to look at a shipwreck. Right. But that was, right. as the Coast Guard is calling it, a catastrophic event. Right. That has like the so that's a separate thing. Right. So that's just prompting the conversation about other shipwrecks that exist. Right. That have happened in history that are not the Titanic. That are not the Titanic. And I feel like there are also people who died in those shipwrecks, and they totally. should get to be talked about. Yes. We're bringing awareness We're bringing, to the other shipwrecks. Right, exactly. Let's talk about those victims. Let's talk about those heroes. 
Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. That's all I, I'm and saying. I'm, and I'm saying it with you. Thank you so much. Look, wherever you go, I go, except aboard a submarine. So Great. I really <laughs> hope you don't ask me to do that because I'm not doing it. I don't want to do that. I'm not I doing don't it. don't want to do that. No gracias. Even before this whole mess uh-uh. was not going to do it, now no. definitely not going to do it. No. Shout out to Mm-mm. the Navy or who else gets on submarines. Nope. I know they're essential to whatever it is you do, but whew. Nope. Mm-mm. The only submarine no, I have ever been on and will ever go on is the one that is docked off of the museum here in New oh, York yeah. City because it ain't going nowhere. Right. It's oh, yeah. in uh, permanent uh, out of off. water submarine. Yes. Sure. It is off permanently and off position. It is, I think, dry docked. Is that the term? It's not. Uh, can you tell me? It's <laughs> not. It's like maybe submerged half in water. It's not. It's not functional. It's not going to no. the depths of the ocean. No. Yeah. Well, okay, so we're going to talk about unsung American shipwrecks. But before we do, do you want to talk about the sources that you procured (laughs) to make this absolute dream episode for yourself come true? First of all, I would like to say history.com had no part in this episode. (laughs) Which is crazy. Crazy. But I guess this is like getting into nuance. Like history.com to me is very like overview, big picture. We're getting into nitty gritty now. This is nitty gritty. This is like a listicle episode. I love yeah, it. This is yes. This is you know. Let's get civical. Provided to you by listicles, um, Hell yeah. which is just fun because also American shipwrecks are like not. They do happen, but because you know, like they're not usually the big shipwrecks happen like when you cross international waters, right? You know, we don't have that many of them, and so they're not you know. It's not like we get a lot of lost ships and things happening. Right. Um, So uh, NewEngland.com had some great ones from the ones off the coast of the Atlantic. Um, And then uh, a website called In-Depth. So it's all about um, uh, like scuba diving and that kind of thing. And there's a guy who does like, what is it? Like electro, like magnetic monitoring, sensoring kind of thing underwater. Um, he had a lot of information about, um, like the older shipwrecks and by he, I mean a guy named Alex Lemaire, which I think is fitting that his name is Lemaire, which is French for the sea. I'm just saying it's a great, I mean, maybe he picked it, but that's great. That's great. That's great. Okay. Let's jump in. And actually, before we do, I do want to say our sweet listeners, if you hear the sounds of a dog (laughs) on this audio. Please know that behind Arden is a full-ass dog on her bed. So we're going to do our best <laughs> to work around the dog. But I we got to say it up top because otherwise, I just don't want you to think that, like, we're ignoring the elephant in the room. And this, in this case, a dog. In this case, in a case dog. He does get rowdy right. later on. The dog is wearing a, a pride bandana if it helps you forgive the dog noises. Because he's gay. He's gay. He does help me. He's gay. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about our first unsung American shipwreck. The SS Andrea Doria, which is also aptly called New England's Titanic. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. So the 697-foot Andrea Doria was a superstar ship of the 1950s. 
decked out in luxurious furnishings and sporting an unprecedented three outdoor swimming pools, (laughs) one for each passenger class, it was a premier luxury liner of its day. I feel like this is early cruise ship vibes. Yes, I'm getting I'm getting that sense. Getting that sense. I'm getting cruise ship. Mm-hmm. Also love describing a ship as a superstar. Oh you should have seen her when the lights came up. <laughs> Star. Star. Razzle dazzle the Andrea Doria. Launched in 1953. The ship had completed 100 transatlantic voyages by July 25, 1956, when human error set it on a collision course with the icebreaker bow of the Stockholm off the coast of Nantucket, Massachusetts. Oof, boy. Bad. The impact left the Andrea, or Andrea, I don't know how you say it, Doria taking on water and listing so sharply to the side that half of its lifeboats were inaccessible. Not great. Something we see a lot where it's like, I know. It's, and, I, and I I don't have a solution, right? But I wish there was a better place to put lifeboats where like, it doesn't have to be perfect sinking conditions in order to access all of them. It's crazy. Like the ship literally has to like, like if this is the ship, right. this pen... It has to go like this. It has right. to sink like directly downwards in order to ac- ac- um, access all the lifeboats. Light where instead it's always like, shink, shink. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. Shink, <laughs> shink, shink, shink. I'm like, can we make it, can we figure it out to where it doesn't have to just be like straight down? Yeah. I feel like in order for it to sink perfectly, you've got to like poke it in the, like in the belly. Mm-hmm. And like just the right middle spot so that it fills yeah. like right at precisely evenly and then just like slowly sinks down. Right. Yeah. Other ships in the vicinity responded quickly and were able to rescue all but 46 of the approximately 1700 people on board. Five people aboard the Stockholm, which was the ship that it hit were also killed. So in total, we lost 51 passengers between the two ships. Just after 10 o'clock the next morning, the giant ship disappeared into the sea. The Andrea Doria now sits in 240 feet of water and has become a popular, if perilous, diving destination. Since it settled on the ocean floor, the ship has claimed the lives of at least 16 divers. I just have to say. Why? Just leave. Like, here's my thing. Shallow waters, for sure. Mm-hmm. Knock yourselves out. But when we're talking about the depths of the ocean floor... Leave it be. Leave it be. Leave it be. And you are but a human. You are but a simple country boy from Texas. Like, just leave it you're be. You're going to get caught. Like, there's cord. you know, like, they used to have to travel with cords. You're, you're going to get caught down there. I just, yeah. why? Your tanks are going to run, gonna out. run like, out. You're going to get lost. Do you have, like, a map? Yeah. Are you, what are you working off of? Um, uh, your, like, a brain it's map? It's dark. It's dark down there? Why? It's the worst maze ever. Why would you do this? I don't understand. I really, I mean, it's, you know, Darwinism at its finest. 
I, that's all I yeah. got to say about like, it. You guys, if it's deeper than a pool, I'm not interested. Yeah. I'm not interested. I'll do a lake. I'll do a lake and I'll go in the ocean. I do enjoy a shallow, like, you know. Totally. I'll, oh, I I'll like going enjoy, in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to go to the ocean floor. I have no desire. I have no desire. No, no. I'm going to let bygones be bygones yeah. with the ocean floor. No, there's nothing I need to see down there. Somebody else can take those photographs. Well, let's end this shipwreck on kind of a fun fact note. Sure. So in a 1984 TV event, the safe used by first class passengers yielded not the whole, <laughs> not the multi-million dollar haul of valuables that some had predicted, but rather a small cachet. I love that word of mostly paper currency. <laughs> yeah, you guys, let's stop assuming that there's booty. I know. In these ships. They think like because there's rich like, people, there's got to be lots of jewels and diamonds and valuable like, things this is, to sell. I mean, this isn't, this isn't, this is, this happened in 1956. Yeah. Like we're not dealing. No. We're not bartering with jewels, no, gold, we're, we're heavy into whatever. We're heavy into paper currency. We're really into paper right, currency. Right. It's the it's the fifties. Right. So that's the Andrea Doria. Also, fun fact about the Andrea Doria: she features prominently in an episode of Seinfeld, which is great. Ah. If you have not seen it, I've not seen. She's it. She's fascinating. I'll ask Kyle about it. He loves Seinfeld. Oh my god, I love Seinfeld. How did I not know this about your fiance? Oh, yeah. This oh, my is God. Like... Literally, this is all we're going to talk about at the wedding. We're going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wedding was great. God bless. Godspeed. Love you both. I'm going to be like, hey, guys, do you, know that... do you mind if you talk to me for a second? <laughs> no, no. No, no. Oh, my God. Literally, okay, I've seen. over here. Not only have I seen every episode, it's the thing that I put on in the background when I'm doing work. And so it's yeah. literally just, it's, oh, my God. It's probably very upsetting for Caroline. Um, Love that. Yeah. Okay, great. Let's talk about the USS Squalus. Great name. Great name. Also known as the greatest submarine rescue of all time. Ooh, now this is this is too soon. <laughs> this feels too soon. But we're going to talk about I'm it curious. anyway. I don't know anything about this. No, I know nothing about it. We're going to talk about it anyway. Doesn't mean that we can't also be sad about the people who lost their lives today. Hundred percent. I didn't even know that. Like, because you know what? We, Honestly, we can hold I didn't two even thoughts know in you our could head. Rescue submarines. I mean, I didn't know that, but I guess because you can refuel in midair, I kind of assumed maybe you could do that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't it's know. True. I don't know how it all works. It's true. I don't know. So, when the Navy submarine, the USS Squalus, disappeared beneath the waves off of the New Hampshire coast on the morning of May 23rd, 1939, all was going quite well. Okay. The submarine had already successfully navigated 18 test missions, and the 59 men aboard saw no signs that the 19th would be any different. Mm-hmm. Four miles beyond the Isle of Shoals, the Squalus had descended to a depth of about 60 feet when water started flooding through the main air induction valve. You don't want water coming no, where air's coming? Not where I breathe. I don't want the water. No, that's not mm -mm. good. That's not good news. By the time the crew was able to close the valve and seal off the flooded portions of the sub, 
24 men were lost. Nearly half. Yikes. That's a lot. That's a lot. This is why we're talking about these, because that's a lot of dudes we didn't know were lost. Oh, man. Yeah. The Squalus had taken on too much weight because of the water, and it slowly descended to the ocean floor. Ooh, there's a long way to go. It's a long way to go. It's a long way down. And now you've got 24 dead bodies floating with you. Oh, yeah. I don't like this at all. Ooh, this sounds... No good, no good. This is like a horror movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't like this. Don't fuck with submarines. No, don't, no, don't fuck with water. Don't. <laughs> don't fuck with water. Guys, just leave the water leave alone. Leave the water alone. It will win. It always will always win. The water always wins. Always, always. Yeah. In the short history of the U.S. Navy's submarine fleet, no rescue attempt in water deeper than 20 feet had ever succeeded. 20 feet. That's not that deep. Mm-hmm. That's not it's that not deep. deep. That's like if Lizzie and I stood on each other and like added a friend. Plus like, you know, a child. We don't have any friends. We don't have any friends. And we don't have children. But like if we did, that would be it that that night. That's it. That would would round us out. That would round us out. The Squalus was resting at a depth of 240 feet. No. Was it lying next to the Andrea Doria? That's where it was. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my, god, oh my god maybe uh you know what's so interesting is like in the in the book that i read that i love that i talk about all the time called dead wake about yes. the psyche of lusitania yes. part of the because it's from all various perspectives like passengers on board the captain of the ship but one of the most interesting perspectives it like like stories that is told is the story of the captain who is um manning the submarine that sank the lusitania Mm. and so it's a lot of um information about early submarine usage especially during um the first the world wars uh and it's so interesting to hear them talk about in this time period like how treacherous and like dangerous it was to just like operate these machines like it was such a high risk all the time they were such temperamental machines and I'm just like, and you still got on. Right. Like, and people still ag- like agreed to it. They enlisted and then like yeah. continued to get into them. Yeah. They're like, you know what? I, I have been a soldier on submarines. I want to stay on here and become a captain. Right. I'm like, under what, in what fucking world? Right. Oh my God. No, not me. Not me. No, no. With the clock ticking, the Navy deployed for the first time a type of diving bell called a McCann rescue chamber. Ten feet high and seven feet wide, the two-chambered vessel could be attached to the sub with a rubber seal and take on passengers. The process was slow, but over the course of several hours, the diving bell made three successful trips. So it's not really a bell. That's a misnomer. It's not a ding-a-ling. It's a... No. It's like a room. It's maybe in the shape of a bell. Right. Probably a shape of a bell, but more like a, it's in the shape of a, bell. A, lo- a room that they're lowering down. Yeah. Yeah. On its fourth and final ascent, however, the diving bell's guide wire failed and it had to be lowered to the ocean floor while repairs were made. They're like fixing Which it we- while they're lowering it to save oh, the people Mm-mm. who are fl- on this submarine Loaded down with water 
with 24 dead bodies floating around. I, oh, this is God. this is the Apollo 13 of the sea, is all I'm saying. This is the Apollo 13 of the sea. That's a great, great analogy you made. Oh, my gosh. Thank Very you. Very strong. Very strong. Mm-hmm. Two divers were nearly lost in the process, but after four terrifying hours, the diving bell was reconnected and the final survivors were pulled up. Unlike some other famous shipwrecks, the Squalus would sail again. The no fudge, ma'am. the no, ma'am. fudge. You you can't get me on Are a you perfectly functioning submarine. You cannot. You can definitely what? not get me on a on a what? malfunctioning submarine. I'm no. like, honey, one strike, you're out of here. Nope. There's no three strike rules no. when it comes to submarines. No. No. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. There's an airplane crash, and that that thing don't fly again. Fly again. Mm-hmm. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, no. Sail again. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. No, thank you. No, no. The submarine was raised on September 13th, 1939. I want to know how in the hell in 1939 we had the wherewithal to raise the submarine. Dude. I am impressed. Crane. I am impressed with us. This is the steel age. Is, we got steel for days. We did have steel for days. We did. A big magnet? I'm not sure. Big magnet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just Bill Nye the science guy know, over I there like, the submarine. The submarine was raised on September 13th, 1939. Repaired and recommissioned as the sailfish. So, like, they didn't want anybody Worst to name. know. They didn't want anybody <laughs> to know. They're trying to pull one over our eyes. I know. I'm like, wait a minute. This looks suspiciously like the squalus. Uh-huh. It smells a little bit like dead body in here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The sailfish went on to sink seven ships during World War II, which is great. Crazy. Crazy. The sub's conning tower is on permanent display at the Portsmouth Naval Shipyard. I mean, good for her. Good for the submarine. Good for her. Good for her. Talk about a redemption arc. Uh, yeah, that's wow. I'm just saying. Sink those ships. I'm just saying. Feels like Sink we could have left her there ships. and built another one. That's all I'm I saying. I would have left her there. I would have left her there. I've been like, bye. That's a graveyard. That's a graveyard. That's a graveyard. Oof. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. Okay, so now let's talk about the SS Central America shipwreck. So we're back to ships. One shipwreck happened during the California Gold Rush. Yeah. This is interesting. Mm -hmm. The sidewheel steamer SS Central America loaded with 30,000 pounds of gold was sunk by a hurricane in September of 1857 off the coast of South Carolina. The sails were shredded by the winds and the boiler failed. We've seen this before. Mm-hmm. The crew and passengers formed a bucket brigade and valiantly tried to keep the ship afloat, but their efforts were in vain. The SS Central America sank, killing 425 of the 578 passengers aboard. This is fun. Mm-hmm. 
after 130 years on the bottom of the ocean, the famous treasure hunter Tommy Thompson discovered the wreck at 2,200 meters or 7,200 feet of water in an operation that lasted four years, Thompson, using a remotely operated vehicle, recovered the gold, which was gold bars, freshly minted gold, coins, gold dust, along with other valuable items totaling $2 million then, which now in today's money is $54 million. I want to know everything there know. is to know about Tommy Thompson. Who is Tommy Thompson and where does he live? Who is Tommy Thompson? That's an episode for a later day, but treasure hunters? We haven't gotten into that at all. That's something. That's something. I'm like, but this makes sense to me. I'm like, this is something that you do crazy dive stuff to. Yes. Because you you know. Right. The whole purpose of this ship was to ship gold back and forth. So I'm like, go for the gold. Right. Literally. Right. Not for the paper money. Not no. for 1950s. No, it's like, no. come on. No. Come on. No. Don't go for the paper money. Don't risk your life going for the paper money. No. Go for the gold. No. Yes, go for the gold. And he did. And he found it. Mm-hmm. So this next one is really, and this one's exciting. Oh, okay. I mean, they've all, I mean, it's, they're all about shipwrecks. They're all fucking exciting. <laughs> so they're all, we're all really excited. We're all really excited. <laughs> So the next one is called the Wide Galley. Okay. The Wide Galley is the only fully authenticated pirate ship. Hell yeah. Pirate. Hell yeah. The only pirate shipwreck ever discovered in US waters. Let's freaking I mean L F G people. Having been found by the underwater archaeologist Barry Clifford in 1984, the ship's identity was verified a year later after the discovery of its bell, which was inscribed with the vessel's name, the Wide Galley 1716. The the 100-foot-long ship was commissioned in 1715 and launched in 1716 in London. With a top speed of 13 knots, the Wida was originally built to transport passengers, cargo, and slaves. But in 1717, on the return leg of its maiden voyage of the triangle of, of the triangle trade. But in 1717, on the return leg of its maiden voyage of the triangle trade, it was captured by Samuel Black Sam Bellamy, who was one of the wealthiest pirates in history. Just call me Black Just call Sam. Black Sam. Cause I'm evil. I will say things about pirate names, not very creative when you really think about it. When you it. think about it. It was like Black Sam, Red Beard, Brown Eyes, Peg Leg. You know, I'm like. We could do better. We could do better. Yeah. Like what's on the inside? Right. You know? Right. Right. Like I would be anxious Lizzie. You know, right, like sure. it would be something a little more nuanced. <laughs> really give, tells you, tells the, tells the listener something about yourself. Yes. Tell me a story. Yes. Tell me a story. Yes. The pirate had modified and equipped White Galley with 10 additional cannons and sailed north. He used his newly acquired ship to loot and capture other vessels on the way. Months later, the ship was hit by a storm and sank off the coast of Massachusetts. 
Only two of the Wydas crew survived, along with seven others who were on a sloop captured by Bellamy earlier that day. Six of the nine survivors were hanged, two who had been forced into piracy were freed, and one Indian crewman who was sold into slavery. I just feel as though... I feel about pirates the way I feel about, like, prison breaks. I'm like, if you can do this successfully, I'm not mad at it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, if you can, you can take the, somebody's ship. Unless you're like a child murderer or a rapist. Totally, totally, totally. I'm talking, I'm talking about, like, big picture, like, the idea of just, like, taking and, like, overcoming other vessels. I'm like, if you can do it, finders keepers. Sure. Yeah. I don't want my car stolen, but I understand what you mean in theory. Totally. I'm not, I, I'm not condoning, I'm not condoning the action. I'm just impressed by the success right. of it. Right. Because it does take, On I mean. something that is so complex. Right. It takes a lot of like, that's, that's quite a feat. It's quite a feat. It's quite a feat. Saying. Right. I'm still mad. Right. But, whoa. Well, I mean, yes. Impressed. Impressed if you can pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. The Wida eluded discovery for over 260 years when it was found buried under, th- not not that much sand, but it was found buried yeah. under 10 to 50 feet of sand in depths ranging from 16 to 30 feet spread over four miles parallel to Cape Cod's easternmost coast. Like a big it's spread of deep. land. It's not very deep, but it's like a big spread of land. Yeah. The site has been extensively studied for many years. More than 200,000 individual pieces have been recovered. So it's not like, obviously, an intact ship. It's like... Sure. I mean, this has been underwater for 200 years. And it's in sand. And it's in sand. And it's in sand. Some of the pieces are displayed at Wida Sea Lab and Learning Center in Provincetown, Massachusetts. Fun. Yeah. Love a pirate ship. Love a pirate ship. Love a pirate ship. Love a pirate ship. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. No. Okay, our next shipwreck, another Andrea. What's with the Andrea? I know. Who's she? Oh, who's she? So this is the Andrea Gale, and this is the tragedy of the perfect storm. So of all New England's famous shipwrecks, the private fishing boat Andrea Gale has become perhaps the best known thanks to Sebastian Junger's best-selling book, the Perfect Storm, and the movie of the same name. Oh, yes. I've never read the book, never seen the movie, but I, I have heard it. I know me either, but I have heard of it, yep. It departed from Gloucester, Massachusetts on September 20th, 1991, bound for Newfoundland fishing grounds. But when the fishing there proved poor, the 72-foot boat and its six-person crew headed east towards a shallow area known as the Flemish Cap. Concerned that a faltering ice machine would cause the catch to spoil, the captain set course for home on October 26, despite forecasts of ominous weather ahead as Hurricane Grace moved north towards a low-pressure system pushing south from Canada. Why, oh why, do we ignore weather alerts? Why, oh why, do we say it doesn't matter? Like, if you're going out to sea, check the weather. Right. And assume the worst. Right. Like, we're planning to picnic this weekend. I am checking it. 
on the day, on like on the hour. Yeah. On the and I'm just going yeah. to picnic on land. That's I'm like, it. you think you think your ship is gonna get through a hurricane? Humble no, yourself. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. You cannot beat the water. It's one thing if it's like, oh surprise, we didn't know this was going to be here. It's another thing when you're like, iceberg ahead, hurricane warning. Don't go. Right. The fish aren't worth it. So at about 6 p.m. on October 28th, the Andrea Gale contacted sister ship, the Hannah Bowden, stating that it was about 160 miles east of Nova Scotia's Sable Island and experiencing 30-foot waves and 90 miles per hour winds. Yeah. You're in a hurricane yeah. at sea. Yeah, you dumb shit. It's shits. really bad. Do you know what yeah. powers hurricane? The oh, sea. sea. The sea powers hurricanes. So you're getting the worst of the worst. When the Andrea Gale failed to return to port on October 30th, a search that would eventually cover 186,000 square miles was launched. On November 6th, the boat's emergency beacon washed ashore on Sable Island. A smattering of other wreckage was eventually found, but the ship and its crew remain lost at sea. I mean, yeah, it was in the middle of a hurricane. I'm sure this, like, spewed to, to all over the place. Like, there's just no way that a fishing boat's going to survive a hurricane no. in the middle of the ocean. It, like, broke apart. It's, it's all over. Y'all. Y'all. Y'all, leave the ocean alone. Leave the ocean alone. alone. Be satisfied on land. Be satisfied or, on or land. Or, like, on the shore. Uh, be, be near the shore or, like, you know, just don't be stupid. Yeah. Just yeah. Don't be stupid. So our last shipwreck is the SS Republic. So oh it's, boy. An, it's an oldie. It's an oldie. I like it. I like an oldie. I like an oldie. On October 25th, 1865, the SS Republic wrecked a hundred miles off the coast of Georgia at 1700 feet in the Atlantic seabed. The Republic is a side-wheel steamship that sank due to the devastating force of a violent hurricane, saving most of the passengers and crew, but losing its precious cargo of over $4 million in silver and gold coins, which was much needed to rebuild New Orleans' post-Civil War economy and a fortune even in today's money. So it was $4 million then, which would be like... Oh gosh! Like well, the I the mean, other the other one was two million, and it was fifty four million. So it would be like yeah, this 100, has to be like hundred hundred million. million. I say hundred million. Hundred million. Hundred million dollars. Easy. Nearly a hundred and forty years later, Odyssey Marine Exploration, a company specializing in locating and exploring shipwrecks, discovered the Republic using cutting edge technologies such as powerful sonars, magnometers, and advanced robotics. A soft silicone limpet was used, having been, having been specifically designed to pick up one coin at a time without damaging its surface. The Jesus I know, Christ. right? The entire expedition was documented by National Geographic. They, like, got all this, all these coins because they like, designed this thing to, like, one at a time. One at a time. It's like, a, it reminds me of, like, a claw machine for, yeah. like, a stuffed animal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just, like, one at a time. Yeah. Oh, my God. But all this money, because they needed to rebuild New Orleans, was, like, lost at sea. 
Holy shit. <laughs> but y'all, America has some shipwrecks. America has shipwrecks. Yeah. And don't get it twisted. America has shipwrecks. I feel like we should take shipwrecks global. I want to know who else has shipwrecks. <laughs> you know, like what are the most famous shipwrecks like in international waters that are not the Titanic? Yeah. You know, like what what other England ones are there? Like I want more pirates. I want we should more do pirates. an episode just dedicated to pirate shipwrecks. Yes, we should. We that should. Gets, that gets me going. Yeah. That gets me going. Yeah. To, to, to be discussed. To, to be, be discussed. discussed. And I want to do an episode on like American pirates. Girl. You know. You're speaking my language. You know. You know my birthday's coming up. So. Oh my God. I think that's your gift to me, I have to say. I mean, okay. I'll my birthday's on a Wednesday, so we will be airing an episode. Oh. Um, but in the meantime, we love you uh, so, so much. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. As always, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much, and we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.